Hi, my name is Glenn Lurie, and 5G is something that will entirely change the world. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But first, in an effort to get to know our guests a little bit better, we pose three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Glenn, are you ready for those? Absolutely, Sean. All right. Number one, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Well, Sean, I think my greatest achievement is really simple, and it's all about the people and the people that I've been uh, honored to work with, the people that I've been able to help in my career. Um, I'm over 30 years uh, in the telco wireless business, and when I look back at all of it, it's, uh, it's all about those people. It's all about the wonderful relationships I've been able to build, uh, the folks I've been able to help, the folks I've been able to develop, the folks that helped me. Uh, and I think uh, without question, that is by far the greatest achievement as I look back on my career and still have fantastic relationships with those folks and have watched them flourish uh, over their careers, whether uh, in AT&T, out of AT&T, it's just been fantastic. Then the second question, Glenn, what is it that you most dislike? Probably my biggest dislike uh, when it comes to business is people that are not self-aware. Um, Again, I always go back to people. It's, it's something that has made me, and I give a lot of credit to my success, but I, people that are not self-aware as to who they are, where they are in their careers, people that are not self-aware of the situation they're in. Because uh, like I said in the first question, nothing's more important than people and relationships you build in your career. And uh, I always try to get with people and help them in this situation uh, because people that don't understand that don't realize that those relationships are going to last a lifetime. And if you're looking for the short-term win and you're not self-aware of that and you're going for the short-term, hey, it's a great win for me, but not for somebody else, and they're not trying to do the win-win-win, that definitely is something I dislike. And the third question, Glenn, what is your motto? You know, uh, as I look over my career, I'd say my motto is, is a simple statement that great teams and great people always find a way to win. I'll say it again, great teams and great people always find a way to win. And that motto is a simple one in that in any situation in your career, uh, I, I might argue in your personal life, you're going to have bumps in the road. You know, if everything was easy, then everybody would do it. And things aren't easy. They're very difficult. And in those situations, right, great teams and great people will find a way to still be successful. Uh, and that motto has been with me for many, many years through my career. I brought that motto into, into synchronous today because we all know there's going to be tough times. There's going to be situations. We're in the middle of one right now with COVID-19 and great people and great teams will find a way to come out of this better than before we came into it. Well, Glenn, I'm really excited to talk 5G with you today and, and really kind of explore, you know, what is winning and then how do you do it? And as you mentioned, you've got an excellent perspective with your experience inside an operator and now with synchronous supporting service providers as they go through this upgrade cycle. So we've got this huge investment in the network and the pressure is really starting to build to deliver new services and new revenues that give you a return off of that investment. Can you give us a bit of an overview on how Synchronous is helping accelerate time to revenue for your operator customers? Absolutely, and it's a really good question because I think what people tend to miss 
is the incredible investment the carriers are gonna put into their networks, uh, into every aspect of infrastructure to deliver 5G. Um, and the carriers are doing that, in my view, without a direct and simple line to a fair return. Um, and the carriers are gonna have to build on top of it. You know, I was and am fortunate to have gone through all the Gs. And I think 5G is going to be a much different G in that the focus on 5G is on use cases. Uh, every other G was about more volume and faster speeds. This one is, is getting that, you're gonna get that, but it's also about different use cases. And I, I think when you look at synchronous, we are in some pretty, uh, what I would say, incredibly good spaces to help the carriers. Uh, our largest product is our cloud product. We have a, a personal cloud product that is the largest, we are the largest player in that space in the globe. Uh, we've got uh, great customers, happen to have Verizon as our largest customer in that business. AT&T just lost, launched our product in Q1. Um, and it's a perfect example of an enhanced feature that the carrier can bring to the table with their own brand um, and give customers a choice as to where they want their all their content, all their videos, all their their documents, et cetera, et cetera, to, to be stored and protected. Um, Synchronous does this well. Uh, our, our carriers are making a lot of money and great margins. And, and we think that's a great example of this. I'd say the second great example is the cross-carrier messaging initiative. Um, obviously, advanced messaging on top of RCS uh, in, the, in the US, um, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon have put together a JV to get into that business. Um, we're very honored that we are their key partner in building that platform for them. And this is another example of utilizing 5G to deliver a completely new and enhanced digital experience for customers and, and really bring the carriers into a space where they have an opportunity not only to get into the A to P space, the business to consumer marketing space, but also to become a complete digital advertiser, digital brand play that the carriers have looked at in the past. And now this can bring that to them right on top of the 5G that they're building. And that's just one avenue of this new kind of opportunity that 5G opens up. Uh, a lot of times on this show, we veer into these new use cases that are tailored to specific verticals uh, where we see a lot of value manufacturing, healthcare, and so forth. That obviously gets us into conversations beyond 5G, including, you know, cloud, both centralized and distributed to the edge, IoT, and so forth. So when you discussed earlier this focus on new use cases, I'm curious, as you look at the operator landscape, do you see a struggle to move from just providing connectivity to providing connectivity with compute and other services in a differentiated manner that's packaged to meet a use case that's meaningful to a high value vertical. Yeah, look, I, I think the carriers um, are focused on it. I think it's difficult to do, as you pointed out. I think if you look back over the last 15 or 20 years, the carriers have done a good job here. I think they're gonna to have to do a better job in 5G. And I say that because the, the, you know, the dollars and the CapEx and the investment is so big for them right now. And it's a different time for the carriers. The carriers are making those investments with massive growth rates going on. And right now, the smartphone business isn't growing at a massive pace. In fact, it's flattening. And I think the carriers have to go there. I do think they're focused on it as well as a general, uh, whether you're talking about the US or you're talking about globally. Um, 
I do believe that 5G and, and the way that it's been put together by the carrier base and 3GPP has delivered some beautiful things for those use cases. Whether you're talking about low power and, and some of the things that are really there for the IoT space and other spaces as you've brought up. I think the low latency is, a, is gonna be a big play here. When you think about some of the other use cases around connected car and some of the use cases around manufacturing uh, as well. So I think the, the massive spend is putting them in a position, right, to go work these use cases at a different level and a different pace. The other thing you brought up that's massively important is the edge, right? We've seen big announcements from AT&T and Verizon around the partnerships they're putting together to be able to deliver compute as well as cloud storage at the edge, which again is going to not only make latencies even faster, but it's also going to bring other use cases that make sense for these other uh, potential opportunities up the stack. So all those will play a role in this. And without question, the cares must go here, right? You can't just live on transport. You've got to have opportunities that deliver incremental revenue above that. And when you talk about some of the cases you brought up are fantastic, right? You talk about industrial IoT, you talk about the healthcare case, which right now obviously is dead in, our, in the middle of what we're talking about with COVID-19. You talk about connected car, you talk about you know, vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to infrastructure and where that needs to go. You talk about smart cities and connected cities and, and what that does. Those are all just examples of what this wonderful thing they're building in 5G, this edge uh, tools they're building are gonna need to be there to take advantage of those opportunities. Glenn, in the Prowse section of our conversation, you talked uh, about people and process and outcomes. And we've also talked about this, this pressure that operators face given the massive spin that goes into 5G. So I wanna understand a little bit better when you have this network that is just so feature rich and so capable of supporting use cases and applications that haven't really been ideated yet, how do you balance operationally the the pressure to deliver these services that have a clear path to ROI in the short term while still thinking big and looking at the long term and, and what, you know, your focus on balancing innovation and incremental revenue should be. Right. It's a great question. And by the way, that's a question. That's a, an age old question for all companies, right? This isn't just about telco. It's about where are your investments? How do you get ROI in the short term so you can deliver your results needed for your company, your shareholders, your employees? And then how do you also make those big bets long-term? And your question is a great one. And I think the current situation is a great place to talk about it, but let's make sure we're clear. This is an age old problem in business for, for the last hundred years, right? And making those tough decisions. Uh, my, my take on this right now is the carriers are going to need some short-term wins, right? And I think the carriers have an opportunity uh, to do a couple things. One, the traditional carriers globally want to build everything themselves, right? They want to say, hey, we've got really smart people. We've got lots of, of money. We're just going to go build this ourselves. And, and reality is, is I think the carriers globally need to rely on more third parties. I think they need to rely on trusted partnerships that they have and utilize these, these third parties who build it once and sell it 15 times. Because if I, if I build something once and sell it 15 times, I can deliver it to that carrier much cheaper than a carrier building it once and using it once. 
So I think for the short term, they're going to have to think about utilizing third parties, looking for these value-added services through partnerships, right? And those partnerships should be partnerships where they absolutely can differentiate for their specific use case or what they want to build for their customers, but they can go faster because they have somebody who spends each and every day of their life trying to build that one thing. Then other carriers can go out, make better and sell to their customers. There's no doubt though, the carriers are going to have to continue to focus long-term, right? You've got to make your bets. Um, one of the things that's really important and you look at the morphing of the carriers today, carriers today are not just carriers anymore right? They're entertainment companies, they're advertising companies, right? They're data companies. And they're looking at all these different things to bring together. They want to bring bundles to their consumers. They want to bring different sets of bundles to their small, medium, and large business. So they're going to have to look and have a strategy that is short-term deliver the business today. And they're going to have to have a strategy that then steps back and says, okay, now what's those next big bets that are going to be the next big revenue generating items that I, that I go invest in. And I think they have to do both and they're going to have to do both going forward, especially again, when you fall back on the investments that they're making in the networks. So to return to our, our core question, will 5G change the world? You know, it's not a point in time where we can say it happened, but in our attempt to answer it, I, I'm curious what kind of indicators you look at. Uh, you know, obviously shareholder value has a, a role to play, but then there's things like productivity enhancements in a vertical where 5G has seen adoption. What is it? What, is, what do you look to when you, you try to answer the question, will 5G change the world? Or is yeah. there any one thing that you can look to? Yeah, look, I, let me step back for a second. Um, again, with my, my years in the business, you know, I think as I look backwards and say what happened, it helps me answer your question to look forward. Um, I think wireless has changed the world. Um, you know, we, you know, I still remember the days back in the early days of wireless, back in the early 90s, where you had the conversation about calling people versus places, right? In those days, you called someone at home, you called someone at the office, and the next thing you know, now you can just call a person. Uh, we take that for granted today. And then you see what happened with the, the advent of the smartphone. And uh, I would argue that happened in mid 2007 and that changed the world again, right? It, it opened people's eyes in mid 2008 with the app store and all the things you could do from a wireless perspective. I mean, you think about what's been born out of that with uh, obviously the Ubers, right? And the Netflix and I can go on and on. Um, and then you say, okay, well, that was pretty amazing change. And now people, their smartphone is the center of their life. Uh, it holds all, it holds everything. It holds all their content. It holds all their social. It holds all their banking. It holds everything. Now you say, okay, what's 5G going to do that's that much different? And I think we've got to step back for a second and say 5G is the first time that we are going to literally have no latency. And by the way, why is that important? Because now all of a sudden, the world changes. You're not, you're not going to have to have everything resonant on the device. You're going to be able to have things in the cloud. You're going to have the edge cloud we talked about earlier. And that's going to change how we build things. It's going to change what a smartphone needs to be. It's going to change what a car needs to be. Um, you start to throw on top of that, that everything's going to be wireless, right? Your whole life is going to be connected. Now, is other technologies going to have to play in this? Of course, AI plays a huge role in this. Machine learning and some of the other things we know around the intelligence. So now you have this ability to have this totally wireless life. 
you have this ability to have this predictive analytics helping you. And now all of a sudden, the world is changing because these inanimate objects in your life are taking care of you versus you taking care of them because they've learned you, they understand you. Now, when you get in your car in the morning, you don't have to tell your car where to go. It already knows. The car knows the appointment. The car knows what you've got to go do. The car is connected to the city, right? The car and the city are talking. So you're going to go the right route. If there's an accident on your normal route, I mean, I can go on and on. So I, I think we start to truly see our world, right? Our lives get better. We start to truly see impacts on our every day. And that's when you say that 5G actually changed the world. Um, and again, the networks, the, the components of that are going to be there, right? The stars will be aligned, to use another word, uh, another phrase, will be there for that to happen. Glenn, it really is a, a pleasure to catch up with you and get your perspective and explore this question. Will 5G change the world? Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening. Thank you.